0: So today's message is called, It is Written. And I was like, God, really? It is written? When our apostle carried the very Bible on his head, how am I going to preach this? I had to say we don't do it together. We don't do it at all. Amen. But God is good. Amen. Okay. I need some water. It's too early, but thank you. So, how many of you have done NMP or knows what that is? So NMP is our new members program, and I'm mentioning NMP because it's in NMP that we make sure you get familiar with the doctrines of the house. You might not always have the time to go and look online. What do we believe in? But in NMP, we make sure that we introduce you you to the doctrines of the house. And the very first doctrine that we have on our website is We believe in the Holy Scriptures, which is the written word. Amen? We believe in the Holy Scriptures. This is, we believe that the Holy Scriptures is the verbal, written verbal, inspired words of God. They are authoritative. And without ever in the original manuscript. We also believe in the scripture of both the Old and the New Testament. Amen. And they are for practical instruction in faith and conduct. Amen. And this is something that Apostle did teach us. When we were going through our messages in the past two services. And specifically in Second Timothy three sixteen to seventeen. Just a quick reminder. I'm not gonna go into breaking down the scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, not only the gospel, all scripture. Old Testament, New Testament, every word written in the Bible, it's given by inspiration of God. Not only John, not only Revelation, not only Matthew, not only Mark, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine. Anyone remember what doctrine was? What is right? For reproof, what is not right, for correction, how to get it right, for instruction, how to stay right. Amen. That what the man of God might be complete, truly equipped for every what good work. Not for just any any work anyhow. For every good work. Amen. Now, this is simply to kind of outline that as much as we are apostolic, as much as we are prophetic, we are also a word-based ministry. We serve our, under apostle that, as I said, he he's he he's a university on his own. He's actually a university on his own. Uh, the content that he puts out for those of you that have been part of his prophetic classes and not only, I have never. Not because he he's my apostle. I'm not biased. I promise. <laughs> he's not here. Yeah. I have never heard anyone bringing so much revelation and knowledge, sound doctrine. Everything that he teaches is backed up by scripture. So as much as we are, as much as we are prophetic and apostolic hub, we are word based. Those of you that started with us in the very beginning, we were only Bible study for two years. And it's not because our apostle didn't want or couldn't do Sunday service. It was specific instruction from God that we will have to study the Bible for two years before we even think of gathering together on Sunday to worship him. So imagine how important is the word of God to God. That's why this is the very first doctrine that you see on our website, that you hear in NMP. Yes, we do have a doctrine that clearly outlines that we believe in the gifts of the spirit, that they have not ceased that we believe in the prophetic, we believe in the fivefold ministry, we believe in all those things, we believe in warfare, we believe in all of that. But the very first thing that you will see is that we believe in the written word of God, not the one that it's partial, not the one that it's out of context, but the one that has the fullness and entirety of God, that it's from the Old Testament to the end of the new, the whole shebang, amen? Now our main text today is from Luke 4, 1 to 13. <laughs> before I'm gonna, go, before I go into text, I just want to bring a little bit of context onto the book of Luke. <laughs> you guys, this guy is Satan. <laughs> I, when I tell you I hate him with passion, you don't understand. I'm not a hateful person. I'm not stupid either. But when it comes to Satan and his minions, when it comes to warfare, one of us must die. Either me or you. There is no back off. No, there is no back down. No, I can't. Anyway, slip. it's too early. <laughs> I haven't even started. Okay, as promised, a little context to the book of Luke. Book of Luke, it's part of the gospel. And more specifically, part of the synoptic gospel, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The synoptic gospel, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because they have a lot of similarities. John, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, because they have similarities. John is separated because John is written specifically to the church. So Matthew was... Um, seeing um, Jesus as the Messiah. Mark saw Jesus as servant. Luke saw Jesus as the son of man and uh, John saw Jesus as the son of God. John saw Jesus as the deity of the God that he is. Now we're going to read from Luke and what's very interesting is that Luke always spoke about Jesus from the perspective of a physician. Luke was a physician therefore he saw the humanity in Jesus. That's why you will see some things only in Luke and Luke only for example Jesus crying he saw his humanity and he wrote about it when it comes to Luke 4 this is actually the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness or in the desert and they are how to say detailedly out- outlined in Matthew and Luke there is mentioning of in Mark but Mark couldn't be bothered he only wrote two verses so so we're going to gonna look in the text from the book of Luke now in the genealogy, when you look into the four Gospels, the genealogy is also very interesting because uh, Matthew traced the genealogy from Abraham because he wrote to the jews mark didn 't even wrote the genealogy because to be servant back in the days actually meant to be slave you didn 't have descendants as it was not something that was counted important. Then we have Luke that traced the actual bloodline all the way from Adam. And then we have John that actually didn't even have a genealogy as to Abraham or Adam. He had the genealogy of creation or he spoke about Jesus as God himself. This is what you read very first thing in John. Amen. Now, Matthew wrote about what Jesus said. Mark wrote about what Jesus did. Luke wrote about what Jesus felt. And John wrote about what Jesus was. Amen. And there are a few interesting facts. Um, I didn't know the la- the, end, the last one. Um, it's only when I put them together I actually realized. So in the four Gospels, the first miracle that Jesus performed differs. Um, in Matthew... The first miracle he performed was the leper cleansed. In Mark and Luke, demon expelled, and in John, water into wine. He turned water into wine. And then Matthew finished with the resurrection. Mark finished with ascension. Luke finished with the promise of the Holy Spirit. And John finished with the promise of the return of Jesus. What a progression. What a progression. So the first one... The first one wrote about him resurrecting. The second one wrote about him ascending into heaven. The third one wrote about him promising the Holy Spirit. Now that he has fulfilled the works of the cross, he gave the promise of the Holy Spirit. And John wrote about his triumphant return. So they went a full circle of what was the purpose of having Jesus crucified. Dead and resurrected in fourth place. Amen? Amen. So, if you guys are ready, I'm ready to read scripture. Let's see what this guy Satan is up to. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> now, this is Jesus after being baptized, and he was led to be tempted by Satan. Then Jesus, this is after his baptism, and being declared and acknowledged by God as his son. This is now my son in whom I am well pleased. Straight after that, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by what? The Spirit into the wilderness. Amen. Romans 8. Those who are led by the Spirit indeed are the sons of God. Even Jesus needed to be led. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to, 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 to starve for 40 days. Next verse, please. What's interesting is that Adam was tempted in a beautiful garden and he failed. Jesus was tempted, hungry, thirsty, in the desert, and he succeeded. Why? Jesus was led by the Spirit. It was a divine appointment. There are some scholars that actually have the scholarly view that he uh, did everything through the Holy Spirit and allowed himself to be fully in his humanity simply to prove that it's possible to put himself in our shoes. Amen. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Next verse. And the devil, there he is. He's starting with his nonsense. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. First and foremost, he knows fully well he's the son of God. We just heard this. Before we even had the spirit lead him into the desert. God himself declared him. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. So it's not that the devil doesn't know that he's the son of God. He wants to provoke him. And the first point of contact is flesh. As I, as I, as I have taught before and we have spoken before. We have body, soul and spirit. So he will be tempted on every level of creation of man. He will be tempted to body, soul and spirit. Now we will see how the spirit responds. But the first point of contact is the devil is tempting his body. He's saying, turn this stone to become bread. First and foremost, why would you ask the rock of the salvation to turn himself into into bread for, for, for people to eat? The whole purpose of the whole temptation is for Satan to... Take the glory of the cross. An easy solution. Amen. Next verse. But Jesus answered him and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, what's very interesting in both Matthew and Luke, they're completely identical. um, Only two verses. It's like swap one if... One is chronological order. The other, I believe, it's a little bit more of a moral order. I believe it's what we're seeing here. But in both, Jesus is using reference from Deuteronomy. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, bear in mind, Jesus is the word of God. However, he quoted Deuteronomy. Sometimes when we read the Bible, we forget that they didn't have the gospel or the New Testament or the epistles. Everything that they had to to use and to stand on, it was the Old Testament. It was the very scripture that was given to the Jew. That's why in every city, Paul went, the Jews seek to kill him. Because he proved Jesus from their very script. Paul was a scholar. So in every city that Paul went, the very first place Paul preached is the synagogue. Can you imagine what an aggravator? I mean, he went there because he wanted to see his brothers and 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 like his people safe to come to the knowledge of Christ. But we know fully well from from the from the Bible that God caused them to be partially blind because they rejected His Son. He put a stumbling block, the Bible says, in the book of Romans. The book of Romans, from nine to eleven, this is actually speaks specifically about Israel. So. <laughs> We thank God. (laughs) This is specifically about Israel. And there God shows them exactly where in the Bible says that he will cause partial blindness. Because they are what? Stiff-necked people. However... Paul would not give up in every city that he went. The very first place he preached is the synagogue. And because Paul was able to actually prove Jesus is the Messiah from their very scripture, from their own scripture, they would always seek to kill him. I just don't know how wasn't he tired to be constantly under murder threat. Like, this is one of the people that whenever you read about him, he's either beaten, chased, <laughs> in prison. you know, Lord Give us this level of faith and love. I, 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 I don't know. I love Apostle Paul, but I don't want to be him. Amen. So they were using the manuscript. And it was a problem because proving Jesus meant that the religious spirit has to break. It was system against system. Amen? So going back to the scripture, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. It speaks specifically about the scripture. It speaks specifically about the written word of God. Amen? So did you eat the, the quote is from Deuteronomy 8.3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna. It's speaking to the children of Israel while they were moving into the wilderness. By the way, this is also um, the the 40 days of fasting. It's also like a parallel to the 40 years of uh, the Jews going into the wilderness. And fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did you fathers know. That he might make you know the man shall not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Why was Joshua instructed, this word of the woe shall not depart from your heart? Very important. Amen. So Jesus answered with, it is written. That we are not supposed to live just by bread and water. And it's not only about feeding our spirit. There is power in the written word of God. I promise you, it can physically save your life. The life of your children, the life of your family, the future of your bloodline. It is written. There is no outer power, principality, covenant, bloodline. I don't care how deep it goes. It is written, comes with a specific authority. It can physically, physically save your life. It's not just about the spiritual side of things. There is a reason for that book of the Bible to be available to us. There is a reason for that book of the Bible also to be one of the most attacked, scorned, and, 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 and how to say, uh, even in our kingdom, It's a book that people constantly try to take out of context, constantly try to perverse and to twist. Why? Because it is written can physically save your life. Doctor's report, it is written. I shall live and not die, period. Nothing has the right to touch me if it is written. Amen. Let's move on. Next one. I'm not gonna go into you know I'm not that deep guys like postal, so <laughs> I'll just I'll just give you what is on my heart. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then the devil Amen. I appreciate the love. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Chai. Like that. Kingdoms of the world. Not kingdoms that are now or yesterday. All of the kingdoms that were, are, and are to come of the world. Like that. He took him into trance, I don't know. But my point is, does anyone remember what Apostle taught us in the past two weeks about the 5 I wheels? I will ascend on the mountain. The 5 I wheels were all about taking Jesus' glory, being above the stars, which is the angels, ascend onto the hill on the north side. On the mountain where Jesus is supposed to reign from? There he is. Look at him. What a cunning thing. This is what he's trying to do. So we said that he first tempted Jesus' flesh, his body. Now he's going to tempt him with glory. Amen. And the devil said to him, next verse. All this authority I will give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me and I give it to whoever I wish. Verse 7. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. The cheek. hey Maybe he knew that. That Jesus is standing there just with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Anyway. What what does he promise? First and foremost, see, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is, so is the devil. What did the devil want? And it was the biggest temptation to the devil. He wanted what? Kingdoms, power, and glory. So he thought that... I will tempt anyone and anything with the same thing that I lust for. So he goes and promise what? Kingdoms, the power, the glory. What does Matthew says in Matthew 6 when the disciple asked me, teach me how to pray and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us out from evil, for yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory. Let's go back to the scripture. Anyhow, the book of Matthew speaks about a future time. The devil speaks about a present time. Let's see how Jesus answered. And Jesus answered that said to him, First and foremost, first and foremost, get thee behind me, Satan. Somebody say, "Get Get thee behind me, Satan. First and foremost, know your place. Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God and Him only you shall serve! Come on! Amen! Again, Deuteronomy. But I wanted to read verse 8 because Jesus did not deny what Satan promised. He didn't address the fact that Satan is promising him kingdom, glory and power because they have been delivered to him at this present time. However, with the works on the cross, a time is coming that yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. It was not that time because Jesus have not died yet. But this is what was to come. So Jesus didn't go to argue and rebuke. But Jesus very, very surely rebuked Satan for demanding worship. What is the concept of worship? Total obedience to God unto death. So Satan was asking Jesus, there you go, these kingdoms, there you go, this power, there you go, this glory, don't die. Worship me, don't die. What is worship? Worship is not just the songs. It's total obedience unto God and to dead. That's why the Bible says, and Jesus says himself, I give my life what? Willingly. No one takes it from me. Because I worship the Father, and I am obedient unto dead. So much so that when he went into the to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane, he sweated blood. Like do you understand? He already bled. What was coming? It was so heavy that he sweated blood yet it was not enough to atone for each one of us but because if it is your will he went and died willingly This is the concept of worship. That's why the devil cannot worship. He wants to be worshipped. That's why the devil had problems in heaven. Because obedience has become an alienated concept for him. He does not understand what it means to obey. Philippians 2 verse 8 says, And being found in appearance as man... He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. <laughs> Listen, the word of God, the written word of God is inspired word of God. The Bible says that not one job will pass. Everything is intentional. As far as I'm concerned, you can be obedient to the point of death. And then it says, even the death of the cross. That must have been some horrible death. If got actually separated it from any other death. So much so that Jesus had to sweat blood. God gives us the model of worship very, very clearly, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. The second they fell from glory, the second they lost the glory of God in Genesis 321, God did, God drove them out, but he clothed them with animal skin. He gave the concept of worship. Something had to die. Another concept of worship, Abraham. Friend of God. Amazing. (laughs) Abraham, take up your son, your only son, Isaac. Take it down there and kill him. Ain't that worship? God, whatever you say, I will do. Whatever you send me, I will go. Worship. Concept of worship, Romans 12, 1. Myself and Minister Delicia, favorite. <laughs> Therefore, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, present your body as a living sacrifice. We need mercy to present our body as a living sacrifice. This altar is hot, yo. It's hot 24 7. Amen. So, as I said, in the book of uh, Luke, the temptations are by moral order. So, the devil now tried to tempt his spirit. Because flesh doesn't worship. Spirit worships spirit. For this time is coming, and now is when the true worshipper will come and they shall, spirit, they shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. I'll give you glory, I'll give you kingdoms, I'll give you power. Worship me. The very first thing he did is get thee behind me, Satan. He exercised his authority. And then he added, it is written, you don't just tempt and you don't just provoke the spirit and the authority of Jesus. Even if he is in the flesh, he was trying to tempt his spirit and to provoke his spirit. And his spirit answered, rightfully so. The very spirit that is in you, this should be your reaction every time Satan tries you. Get deep behind me, Satan. It is written. Every time he comes for your children, get deep behind me, Satan. It is written. Every time he comes for anything and anyone around you, get deep behind me, Satan. It is written. This is who you are. The same spirit is in you amen okay let's go to the next verse Luke 4 9 then he brought him to Jerusalem set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of God again (laughs) he's not learning this guy throw yourself down from here so he couldn't get him with the flesh he couldn't catch the spirit. Now, he would want him to die without the cross. But not only. From the temple, it's almost like the temple was a representation of the people and he was going to get a acceptance for what is to come. For it is written. Now, look at him. Satan also quotes scripture. I'm saying this to say. Please not everyone that comes with the bible Let, let's be let's use discernment please 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 it's not every time you will know that there is something that we need to break rebuke and destroy that thing once it comes it doesn't come just for you it will stay in the bloodline until someone comes and breaks it the scripture doesn't make it from god you know which is your scripture do you know why because that very thing that we're reading right now, it has authority. It has authority. Satan quotes scripture. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. Next verse. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now. Hmm. What he did is, he actually misquoted the scripture. The scripture is, is from Psalms 91.11. And it reads, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And then it carries on with, In all your ways. Therefore, Jesus, with or Without the temptation of Satan, (laughs) the angels will keep him in all his ways. The angels are already keeping him while Satan is tempting him. In all your ways. But the devil left that one out. Have you been in a situation where the devil is using scripture to condemn you? Do you know it is written, therefore, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus? It's not because we abuse grace. It's not because we are allowed to go and do as we please. It's because only God has the right to judge you because you are paid in full. Because the devil cannot do anything about God loving you. He cannot stop him from loving you. He cannot take the cross back. But what he can do, he can make you turn away from God. Because you're way too ashamed and way too condemned to go and worship and stay in the feet of the Father. Sorry, I am very, very militant to be aware of what comes into my spirit when I hear, in here, in here, and around me. Anything that disrupts my peace, you and me, we can't be friends. Something's off. You're calling me while I'm praying, and you're calling me while I'm praying every week. We need to pray, but not together. No, honestly, he will use anything to separate you from the love of God because he knows as far as God is concerned, nothing shall separate you from his love. And because he can't make God stop loving you, he will make you stop feeling like you're worthy of the presence and the love of God because you have body, soul, and spirit. The body and the soul, they can still be manipulated, afflicted, and turn left and right, however he please. So that's why I'm telling you, we need mercy to be on the altar, because my God, so much strategies, the wiles of the devil. This is the wiles of the devil. You have to be aware of what is going on in your head, in your heart, 24-7. This is not to say you should be okay with sin. God forbid. God forbid if you get to a point where sin does not make you uncomfortable. I'm not saying that we are sinless. No one. It's without fault. The Bible says in the book of Romans that we all have fallen short of the glory. There is not one person walking on the face of the earth that is righteous other than Jesus. No one. But we need to be aware, because some attacks are so subtle and, and so underlined that you just miss it. At the time that you have to be in the feet of God, you're out there beating yourself up, left, right, back and center. How dare you? Are you living in a world where everyone are praising you and clapping for you and tapping your shoulder, well done? Why would you be on your, your own enemy? You will spend the most of your time talking to yourself in your head. 24-7, going to work, coming back. You know, we always have some conversation going on, right? And yet you're not your best friend. I'm guilty of that. I had to speak to myself. Anyways, moving on. And Jesus answered and said to him, "It has been said, "You shall not tempt the Lord your God." This is a quote from Deuteronomy 6:16, And the verse reads, "You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Massa Now, just to give you a little bit of context, Massa means testing. And it comes from the Old Testament, Exodus 17, to be precise. And as you know, the children of Israel, it's not only that they were stiff-necked people, but they were kind of bold with the Lord. (laughs) Complaining, testing, so on and so forth. So, Exodus 17, 7 says, So he called the name, this is Moses, So he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the contention so they contented in this place of the children of Israel and because they were tempted to the Lord saying is the Lord among us or not I mean what he went and dealt with an entire nation of Egypt he split the sea open for you (laughs) he took you to the wilderness and he feeds you every single day with manna And you're out here asking, is the Lord among us or not? So this is what the scripture refers to. You shall not tempt him in Massa. Basically, don't question if the Lord is with you or not. So when the devil said, let's see if God is with you. Throw yourself down. Yeah? Jesus said, you shall not tempt the Lord. I know God is with me. The Bible says that even when you make your bed in hell, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Now, God doesn't promise us life with roses to champagne. But he does promise us whatever life brings, I am with you. Amen. And then my last verse. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Basically, he departed from him for a season. Hmm. Resist the devil and he will flee. Amen, amen, amen. Now, just to quickly go through the five-hour wheels. What is my time? Okay. Just to quickly go through the five-hour wheels in Isaiah 14, 12 to 15, because I want to quickly break some more scripture. Um, Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. <laughs> How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, we were sent into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. The north is the kingdom of God. I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will ascend above the glory, which is Jesus. I will be like the most high. So everything that is going on from the garden to the temptation of Jesus and so on and so forth. Until Jesus died, resurrected on the cross. It is for the purpose of all of this. I will be like the most high. Amen. So, I just want, want to quickly go into why Satan had no response to it is written. And this is where I want to come and bring some more, I wouldn't say value, but it seems like sometimes we don't value the, the, the word of the Bible enough we don't fully grasp or, how to say, we get comfortable with what is in these pages because I feel it's so available to us and not only that we're missing out on something very, very important. First and foremost, he could not operate or he had no response to it is written because all you see Satan does all through the Bible is I will, I will, I will. He's just wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. When he was the most anointed cherub, I will, I will, I will. And he's still on that. He operates from I will, which is wishing, but not necessarily authority. Now, Jesus operates from I am. I am that I am. I am the son of God. I am the word of God. Nothing was made that was made without me. Satan cannot say a word because he is subject to the creator. He is a creation still. He cannot operate from I am all oh, he can do. is wish to will. Therefore, that's why he has wiles, which is corrupt wisdom, because we can, he cannot do anything but corrupt, twist, and perverse. He does not have authority. I am. Jesus doesn't have to do anything. All he has to do is step into the situation. That's why Apostle taught us extensively on the name of Jesus, his very name comes with I am. For I have created the heavens and and the earth. (laughs) Nothing moves, nothing breathes, nothing grows, nothing exists without me. I breathe into matter. I am the one that makes every cell move. It is I am. That's when Satan could not respond anything to it is written. His only option was to move on and use some more corrupt wisdom. All he used to tempt Jesus was corrupt wisdom. He has nothing else to stand on. What is the word? You don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> you don't have no leg to stand on. He's a loser. He's lost it already. All he can do is flex. Try to intimidate you. And you know, many times, many times, (laughs) because I like to be spiteful with him, and I'll do something on purpose. I'm telling you, my week will go from worse to worse. But it's so worth it. (laughs) It is so worth it to take him to his place. You are a loser. You have no right over me. I'm a child of God, the blood of Jesus speaks for me, only that far you can go, I will not be intimidated, I will not be afraid, no, listen to me, I cry, I might cry, but that's okay, Oh, he's still a loser, he's still a loser, he's lost it, thousands of years ago, and he's lost it for eternity. Come on, preach. <laughs> In judgment seat. <laughs> Amen. So as we said, Satan had nothing to, do, to say to it is written because one is the authority of God. Secondly, is the spirit of God that's speaking. He had no choice but to move on with some more corrupt wisdom because he is subject to the creator. Still, Satan said that the kingdoms the power and the glory has been what? Delivered into his hand. Guys, he has no right to take anything without the permission of the big I am. What happened in the book of Job? He had to ask permission to touch him. God removed the hedge of protection. I know that sometimes feels like, oh my God, the devil overpowered me, he's got me. God simply maybe remove the hedge of protection for the purpose of showing off with you. Because this is what God was doing. He was showing off with Job. And even though the devil was, I'll show him. Let me see what you're going to do. God was basically saying, I know what I've made. I know what I've put in this man. God will not give you more than you can bear. Amen. And to further understand this, we need to go into the origins of sound and the origins of language because now you will see why the actual written word of God is as important as prophecy, as rababa, as in the name of Jesus. Who knows that God loves unity? Let us make The first time that we saw actually God appearing in unity in three. The plural in Hebrew, this is Genesis, by the way, Genesis chapter 126. The plural is in Hebrew. It's not number two like in English. It's three. Singular is two. Plural is three. So when God was saying, let us make, he was saying three. God the Father. God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. Let us make man, all three of us. And we need to go and look into a little bit more into sound utterance to understand exactly why it is important that both are present. Amen? And we will read from Genesis 1, 1 to 3. Somehow, wherever I go, whatever I do, I end up in Genesis. So forgive me. If it happens for you to see me preach again, be ready. There will be Genesis somewhere. (laughs) I hope you are with me okay in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth next one the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth or over the face of the waters then God said let there be light and there was light okay amazing Verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens is actually everything spiritual that was created. It wasn't just heaven is a place. Any spiritual being, the angels, everything was created in the beginning. Your spirit was created then. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. How did God knew you? God knew you as a spirit. That's why you will hear Apostle Oscar is teaching us that your call, your mandate predates your conception. Because your spirit, your call, your mandate, who God called you to be, was created in the beginning. Genesis 1-1. He wasn't created when you were born. Amen? And the spirit of God was hovering upon the waters. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep. The deep as well. Another time. <laughs> and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. The spirit of God in this case, it's the bread of God. Ruak. Hovering actually means to brood. Like, like um, a chicken when they brood their eggs, when they brood their chicks. It was brooding. The bread of God. It was brooding. Over the face of the water. Verse 3. Then God said. We have Ruach first. Yeah? Then God said. Let there be light. And there was light. Amen. This is the bar in action. Can I have the word the bar? This is, let there be light. This is the bar in action, and I'll explain. The bar is work, word, or talk, or thing, but specifically is used for the sound that God made in creation. And if you ever have taken prophecy for granted, now it's the time to understand that the whole of creation was created through prophecy. This is prophecy in action. Prophecy is creative inspired word of God. Prophecy carries ruak and the ba, which is the sound, it's a sound, a word with a wind when we release a prophecy prophecy it's not meant just to make excited and hear good news prophecy it's meant to correct everything that needs correction prophecy it's meant to create things that are not there prophecy it's meant to bring the will of god on earth as it is in heaven do you know that every word that is that, that that we speak it's actually active in heaven there is no timeline in heaven God created a timeline so we can understand better what is happening on earth but in heaven everything is outside of time outside of space it's eternity every word he ever spoke it's still active and present right now so when you prophesy you carry the spirit of God and you release that active word to be activated on earth as it is in heaven every good thing, everything that he ever said is still active in heaven it hasn't expired, it does not expire you are the instrument that now breathes, releases the sound with the wind that everything needs to come into alignment with whatever you spoke and if it doesn't It's not because it's not there. It's because before I formed you, have not aligned with, I knew you. Your spirit and your flesh need to align. Your flesh need to align with who God formed you before the foundations of the earth. Those two, they need to align. That's why I'm saying, be very, very aware what's going on in your heart, in your mind, when Satan is speaking. (laughs) The Lord rebuked thee. You're good for nothing. Oh, you can't prophesy, look at you, nobody likes you. Get behind me, Satan. Oh, but but can you see, can you see in the spirit? What did you see? You see nothing. (laughs) Prophecy, it's utterance. When it comes to the gifts of the spirit, word of knowledge has visual grace but prophecy carries that creative power with the uh, power with the sound of god so whatever comes from your spirit it carries the wind and the sound of god when you speak you release god's words that are active in heaven on earth as it is in heaven amen 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 now I want to quickly go into language because the content of the bar is language. And this is the language that God spoke in the heavens. It has a wind, and the content of it is a language. Amen. And the language was in the garden was this language. Adam spoke what God spoke because Adam had no one else to speak until you know who came, amen? And whatever Adam spoke before the fall of man was an inspired word. Adam spoke the bar. That's why Adam had every right to name every animal and to say what goes left, what goes right. And everything was obedient unto his sound. The theocracy was not only in the location, the theocracy was into what he was releasing because it carried the win of God. It carried the ruach of God. Now, realistically, if we look at the Bible, the way God created it, there is always a sequence. And you can't be the youngest of creation and tell all other creation what they are. But because you carry the theocracy of God, you are now in a position where you speak and release this which God wills. Amen? So that very word comes with life and inspiration. And as I said, how Adam spoke and inspired were, and God formed man from the dust of the ground, and God breathed his breath into his nostril, and man became a living being, Napesh. So man became a so, but God breathed his breath, his ruach, into his nostril. So Adam had the bread of God. So, whenever Adam released a sound, the wind was on the word. What's funny is that the like apostle would say after the fall, he couldn't rebuke a fly. It's true. <laughs> Amen. So the wind that came with into the body of Adam, more like the tabernacle of Adam, as Adam was also the very first tabernacle in the garden, the very first tabernacle we will see in the Bible. So as the Ruach of God came, the Ruach of God came with the DNA. It came with the presence of God. The purpose of the tabernacle, and what tabernacle was, is a tent to carry or to to, to hold the presence of God. The very first tabernacle in the Bible was the body of Adam. Because Adam carried, he actually contained the presence of God in him. And that's why he was able to walk with authority. God bred his divinity into Adam. So if we look at the word from this perspective, the wind and the sound that carries language, what is the written word? We know that the written word is inspired authoritative words of God. I wanted to grab my Bible, but it's okay. The written word is, I don't think it's in my bag, thank you. The inspired authoritative words of God, amen? The bible says in hebrews 4 12 for the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marvel and it's discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart Now, this is in capital letters, but in every other Bible, you will see the word word with small W. When you see the big W, it speaks about Jesus. When you see the small W, it speaks about the Bible. Now, the Bible says the word of God, which is our Bible, is living and powerful. Why? Because it's an inspired word of God. It carries the wind of God, and it comes with authority. We'll talk about the authority. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Why is it two-edged sword? Because you have the small word and the big word in one. It's two edges. It's Jesus, the word, and Bible, the written word. So it cuts in two edges. On one side you have Jesus, the word. On the other side you have the word of God, the written word. It's two-edged sword. Now, Paul uses, it. Okay, I give myself my. I, I, I gave away my theological belief. I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. <laughs> I'm not going to go into explain you why now. It won't. It won't be enough. But anyway, you look it for yourself. The after wrote. Two-edged sword because that was written in Romans time. And obviously the swords, the Roman army had swords that are short and have two edges. But it also cuts into edge. It has the word of God, which is Jesus, and the word, which is the written word. And then in Luke twenty-one thirty-three goes to say, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will, be, will by no means pass away away amen so first and foremost all of these kingdoms and power and glory satan is talking about those are history but the word of god it is written it will not pass away heavens and earth will pass away but it is written it will not pass away so how can the devil intimidate us with something that is so temporary? And we have, it is written in our hands every single day of our lives. Something so feeble, something so temporary. If you look at the timeline of God and the plan for universe and how he creates everything, it's so gigantic that this seems like an instant, that age of, of what he's having at the moment, what is being delivered to him. He's not having it because he wanted somehow. It was delivered to him. So let's let's not give him more power than... He has power, but let's not make it like he's equal to Jesus. He's creation. He's not equal to Jesus. He's subject to everything Jesus uh, was and it is to come. He's subject to his word. He's subject to his name. He's subject to you. When you come in the authority of Jesus... So Luke says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Amen. Now, why is the word of God authoritative? Why does it have authority? Very easy. Because the word authority comes from the word outer. The outer of the very word is the outer of the whole universe. So the word that he spoke inspired carries the same authority it has authority because god is who he is philippians 2 10 to 11 and that's why i was saying "Hmm." apostle like literally has been going through those things for two weeks i'm sitting comfortably because the way he laid the foundation we were talking about and learning about the name of Jesus. And Philippians 2 10 to 11 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee, shall bow of those in heaven, those on earth and those on the earth. And he broke it down so beautifully. There is no place, power, authority, principality, something that we haven't even got to learn yet that is to come, that it is not subject unto the name of Jesus. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And then in Ephesians one 22-23 20 says, Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above, hmm. I love this verse so much, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. This scripture in Ephesians speaks about the power of God. Because when you go to learn about your warfare as a believer in Ephesians number six, uh, it says something about stand stand strong in, in, in the might, the power of the Lord. And and you're like, what is the power of the Lord? This is the power of the Lord. That his name was exalted far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Those are the spiritual wickedness and the power and principality that God outlines in Ephesians number 6. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in this which is to come. not only in this age, but also in this which is to come. So this is the authority of the word. The authority of the word carries the authority of the name of Jesus and has authority on earth, in heavens, and the earth, a- over every power, principality, spiritual wickedness, powers, and dominion, not only in this age, but which is to come. So basically, on every side, at every time, in any place, at any point, This thing, the Bible, has authority over anything and everything that is trying to come for you or anyone and anything that you're concerned. Because when you speak, you don't just speak. Each one of you speaks inspired word. Because you have the spirit of God. And you come in the name of Jesus. Amen? So... Satan is a subject to the Creator. And the very written word is something that he cannot respond to. So if you ever run out of prayer points or inspiration, how to, you know, command them dry and die and... You know, back to the sender and, you know, just take the Bible. You know, sending missiles and all of that. Just take the Bible. You know, when you run out of, let me destroy you. It's not easy. It's not easy to wage war every day. It is not easy. I confuse you. Confusion in the camp of the enemy. That's amazing. If you run out of those, take the Bible. I promise you. You know, he won't be, he won't be moved by extravagance. But boy, he cannot say anything to eat written. written. He has no say there. He has no right to say anything there. He's not in a position to say anything there. He has no leg to stand. Now. Another reason why Satan could not respond anything to it is written, it's because of his language. Because of his language, because of what he lost. Now, when man was created in the garden, man had the bar. That was an inspired word that had the wind of God. When man fell... Man kept the language, but lost the wind. Likewise, when Satan taught his old dad, he kept the language, but he lost the wind. He had no authority. So therefore, there was no inspiration anymore in his sound. How am I for time? We need to pray. I need to speed up. There was no authority anymore in his sound. No wind. No power. No authority. He went to speak to Eve in the garden, but all he could do is to seduce and twist and wile because there was no wind on his sound. He had the language, but no wind. Because Satan... Lost power, authority, and only kept the language. Satan is now having to create and perverse everything from the principles of the Bible. He can't. He can't create anything. All he can do is replicate, twist, and perverse. That's why you will see entire religions, entire like uh, you know all these. Witchcraft, 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 witchcraft. witchcraft. All these slaughtering chickens and I don't know what else. This is abuse or perversion of the principles of the Bible because it is the principles of the Bible that have the power and the authority. But because Satan is not in a position of power and authority, he now have to perverse and twist everything. He cannot create his own thing that has power and authority. He's not in a position anymore to operate under power and authority. Yes, he has power to give glory. He has power to give kingdoms. He has power to give power. But even those have to come with twisted evil covenants because there is no way he can be empowered. He's not part of this creation anymore. Yes, he has access to heaven, but he cannot operate He cannot use the power of the principle of the Bible because he's not under the covenant of God anymore. Therefore, he has to twist and perverse them. Therefore, he has to twist and perverse them. A typical example is the Tower of Babel. Now, I wanted to learn, teach quickly on on speech and language, but I'll leave this for another time because I really want us to pray. I really want us to pray. I'll just quickly tell you what Babel means. Bab means gateway. L means heaven. What they were building, it's a gateway to heaven. The children that came together in Babylon to build the tower of Babel. They came all in one accord and in, in one sound in unity, but they were building something bec- without the inspiration of God. It was a word. It was one language, but there was no inspiration. There was no wind on it because they were all children of Adam now. Man had fallen already. So what they were trying to do is to build a gateway to heaven because there was, they were having no way to heaven anymore. Jesus was not born yet. Jesus have not died yet. Jesus is the Way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to get into heaven but Jesus. That's why when God instructed Moses to build the tabernacle, there was only one entrance because there is only one way to get into heaven. That's why when God commanded Noah to build the ark, there was only one window on the top and one entrance because there is only one way to get into heaven. So, what they were doing is they came together. There was no wind on, on on their language. They lost the language. But they still wanted to get access to heaven. So they built gateway to heaven. And this is why I'm saying that this is what the devil is trying to do. He goes to heaven. He still can visit heaven because we see this in the book of Job. But he cannot operate with authority in the principles of heaven. He's been expelled. He's an outcast. My friend... You're not part of a clique anymore. You cannot use your power. Make your own power. All. Sorry, guys. I want my Nigerian passport. Nobody wants to acknowledge. <laughs> but this is what Satan does. He replicates and perverse the principles of God. He's trying to perverse. He, sh- he was trying to perverse the plan of God for salvation. He perverses the principles of worship through sacrifices. He perverses the principles of the word of God through spells, witchcraft. He perverses everything through evil covenants. So those people that come for power, for glory, yes, he will give them all that because this has been delivered into his hand. But they will pay with generations to come. Evil covenants. How did the tree of good uh, of knowledge of good and evil have evil? If God created everything that was good, when this knowledge of evil came? Uncle Stan. Uncle Stan. Because he needed to be rebellious. Because rebellion is sin. Disobedience is sin. So when God said to Adam and Eve, but of this tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. It was because he wanted them to choose willingly to obey him, willingly to worship him. What could they have learned? They could have learned that, see, this guy, Satan, he Lucifer, he rebelled, he became proud, prideful, and he was cast out of heaven. This is the evil, no, evil knowledge. If they were to go and learn who Satan is, they could have recognized him, but they didn't know. They didn't know, right? Because they didn't eat of the tree. How would they know what happened before they were created? He was cast down to earth before they were created. So there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. How evil came into the world. This guy, everyone wants to blame me. Sorry, it's Mother's Day. I can't can't take the blame. It was Satan. I rejected in the name of Jesus. We're not guilty. (laughs) Amen. And from there, there is more evil knowledge and consistent, more evil wiles that was brood, brood, brood and created. As I said, because he had to perverse and twist everything that God created. Amen. Okay, I'm there. Almost ready to pray. I just want to bring something to your attention. The five I wills that Satan had when he wanted to be like the most high. And the temptation in Je- of Jesus, he failed because he was trying to achieve those I wills by tempting Jesus. So right now, those I wills have translated into your lives. Because I couldn't be like the most high. Because I couldn't stop Jesus from dying for you. I will afflict humankind with everything that I can can possibly do. I will bring bondage onto your families, I will afflict your bodies, I will take your children. I'll perverse your generations. I will break your marriages. I will snatch your destinies. I'll confuse your identities. In all of those things, those I wills that he could not get when he wanted to be like the Most High are now channeled as a hatred towards each one of you. And it's not your fault. It's just because God loves you so much. And in all of those I will, but it is written. This is the legal authority on earth as it is in heaven. And it is written over rights every I will overrides physiology, overrides biology, overrides logic, overrides anything that you could possibly see with your eyes because it is written is the truth. Amen. Okay, I'm ready to pray. It will be very helpful if we can have some music. It is written. And to be honest, I took you on that journey about temptation, utterance and sound because it is sound against sound. It is utterance against utterance. It is a word against a word. It is the sound and the wind of God against the sound that he releases into your life. It is the word of God against the word that Satan speaks. It is the utterance, the true release against the utterance of the devil. Let us rise up on our feet. Now, I want us to pray. And as we pray, God has given me a few but I just, Holy Spirit, come in this place. Take over and take control. Lead us, Lord, whoever and whatever we need to address with it is written. Let it be brought to the forefront now in the mighty name of Jesus. Rima, tete. The first thing that the Lord said to me for today is, "Whoever is free is free indeed." Whosoever is free is free indeed, and it is written in the book of John 8, 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Rika ma re te te Ere reka shekeren de te re te te to shikete to Father, we take authority right now over the the, the airwaves in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against any disruption whoever this word is the God Almighty either online or here I declare and I decree that they will receive it today in the mighty name of Jesus Satan I come against you the Lord rebukes you in the mighty name of Jesus for it is written whosoever the Sun sets free he is free indeed he is free indeed he is free indeed in the mighty name of Jesus I come against any bondage of the soul I come against any bondage of the mind I come against any bondage of the body in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke you right in the mighty name of Jesus. We stand on the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. It is written whosoever the sun sets free you shall be free indeed. If there is anyone either online or in person that has not given their life to Christ, this word is accessible to you. Accept the Lord Christ as your Lord and Savior if you are in a place that want to recommit your life we will pray 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 pray. just say this in your heart Lord Jesus come into my life I know that you have died for me on the cross you have bore my sins and paid the price for me in full. Therefore, my Lord and my God, right now, Father, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth, your name unto salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for whosoever believes in him may have life. We speak life, we speak life in every dead area, in every dead place, right now. we set you free from bondage. We command any depressed place right now, Depression go, depression go, who depression go, depression go, these ones are the lords, these ones are the lords, these ones are the lords. these ones are the lords, these ones are the Lords. Any suicidal spirit that is going for generations right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We uproot you at the root. uh. It is written, whosoever is free in the Son of God is free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed. Right now we come against generational spirit of suicide. You will take no more lives. Right now we cut this altar at the root. uh. In the mighty name of Jesus us. uh, We draw the bloodline. 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 uh. Evil marriage covenants right now. uh, We set you free uh, wherever the devil has said uh, that you will not settle. That you will not be married. uh, That your marriage will not prosper. That your children will not bare children. Right now, we stand on the word. It is written, for whosoever is free in the Lord, it's free indeed. We set you free right now. Every Every evil covenant, 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 break by the power of the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Self harm right now. I come against you. I come against you. I come against you. I come against you. Self harm. I come against you. I come against you. I come against you. Self harm come against you. It is free then. Whosoever is free in the Lord is free in Dita. I come against you. Self harm, I come against you. Self harm, I come against you. I come against you. I must Rocotto ricata rocumacant de terrestét. Rocumachant de terrete tete. Retéteia. Erete ma chekelentete. Rocotto, recata. Eretete, ma chocoto. Ricato. Ma cato. Ricato. Maret ricato. Every self-harming spirit, self-harming demon, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, hear the word of the Lord. It is written: whosoever is free in God is free indeed. Is free indeed, is free indeed, is free indeed, is free indeed. It's free indeed, it's free indeed, it's free indeed. Father, we speak life and life more abundantly. We speak life and life more abundantly. We speak life and life more abundantly. Life is your portion, life is your portion. Life is your portion, life is your portion, life is your portion. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Right now, uh, may it spring water. Uh, may it spring water. Uh, may it spring water. Uh, rocoto, machete, tete. It is well with you, uh, it is well with your body, it is well with your house, uh, it is well with your children. Uh, good news in this season, I rebuke uh, any spirit of grief, in the mighty name of Jesus you will bury no one, you will grief no one, you will bury no one, you will grief no one You will bury 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 no one, bury no one. The work of God Lord, the work of God Lord, the work of God Lord. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind for the battle. The word of God shall become life in you. No more shall you grow tired. You will not grow weary in your warfare. Lord authority over this sound, authority upon her sound. At the sound of the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. You will walk in a great authority in the mighty name of Jesus. God will not give you more than you can bear, in the mighty name of Jesus we prophesy victory, we prophesy testimonies. I see you dance to the Lord, I see you dance in victory, dance in victory, dance in victory. You will not lose one one. You will lose no one. I rebuke any spirit of affliction. I rebuke every spirit of affliction. It is well with we you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you Lord. Anoint, anoint this beautiful vessel of God. More fire, fresh wind. Refresh her, replenish her. Strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Boldness in the mighty name of Jesus. New roar, fresh (laughs) war. Hell will know who you are. Hell will know who you are. Hell will know who you are. We surround you with a hedge of fire, a hedge of protection. No more backlash. No more backlash. No more backlash. Not from your house, not from your friends. Uh, we surround you with a hedge of fire and hedge of protection. It is time to, dance, time to dance, time to dance, time to dance. Time to dance. We thank you Lord. We bless your holy name. Do your miracles Lord. Breathe upon every word. Lion of Judah roar. In Jesus name. Re-ke-te-re-te. Ruma shikata, reketere kete tete. ma tete. I cover every child. I cover every young person. Rema shikatu, rekatarete. kata Eri ma kato, tete. Rikatar ma rikmah tete tete. Every son, every daughter that have their parents, lifting them up right now, I stand in agreement, in the mighty name of Jesus, I bring you into the covenant of Jesus, according to the word that it is written in Jeremiah, that you are now under the new covenant of the Lord. I come against any covenant of gangs. I come against any covenant of bloodshed. I come against any altar that is calling from the deep. Deep calls unto deep. I come against you in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against any trauma. Marika I come against the spirit of fear, spirit of intimidation that is even causing you to look for those affiliations, to pick up knives, uh, to go places you are not supposed to go. For I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound minder. Power, love, and sound minder. Power, love, and sound mind. Power, love, and sound mind. Power, love, and sound mind. Lord God Almighty, we cover them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God Almighty, it is written, uh, you will charge your angels uh, to watch over us, uh, lest we dash our foot. uh. Charge your angels upon those ones, uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against any bloodthirsty author for the blood of Abel Christ for justice but the blood of mercy cry, blood of Jesus Christ for mercy right now we cover them in the blood of Jesus Lord God Almighty I come against uh, any knife, any trauma, any harm that has been laid before them. We go ahead and we prophesy uh, that every plan of the enemy is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. It's broken uh, in the authority of the Word of Jesus. They are protected in the mighty name of Jesus. (laughs) re ma shi karando tororo tororo to toru ma kharanta ta ri ma shi ma khandere re te 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 ma shi karando toru ma khandere re te re re te te re te re I see like a whirlwind and it seems like you're in the midst of a tornado. somewhere here in the midst, In, in the middle, in the middle. It's a lady. And it's like you're in the middle of a tornado. But. I see you wearing beautiful white, blue, and gold clothes. And you're twirling in the middle of the stone. You're twirling unto the Lord in the middle of the storm right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare and I decree that your praise is your weapon. Your praise is your weapon. And as you're praising, I see the wind changes direction. The tornado starts from a very narrow And are very, very narrow and goes wide. And as you're praising, it changes direction. And your praise will make room. It will make room. You're feeling like you're constricted. You're feeling like you can't even move left and right. Like everything is so tight around you. The pressure is so much. But your praise will make room. It will, push, it will push the wind far, far away from you. Far, far away from you. And you will walk on dry land. It's almost like I'm seeing you walking on water. And that wind goes around you. <laughs> Listen. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, it is written. Peace, be still. The Lord rebuked the sound of the wind. The sound of the storm. Even though you slay me, Lord, I will bless you. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Whatever is going on, bless the Lord because you are walking on water. I know, I know it's, it's a tornado. It's like everything is going wrong. But you're walking, you're not sinking. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus right now, whoever that person is, my Lord and my God, I just join faith with them in the Mighty Name of Jesus, and I speak strength to them in the Mighty Name of Jesus right now. I ask O oh Lord, that you feel them, Father Lord through the brim. May faith overflow in the mighty name of Jesus. May the fruit of joy be their portion in the mighty name of Jesus. They will laugh at the face of adversity in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask, O Lord, that you give them new praise in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask, O Lord, for strength. I ask, O Lord, for peace. Take over and take control in the mighty name of Jesus. I commit them unto you, Lord God Almighty. Right now, I come against them. any heaviness of your mind. I lift it up. I come commanded to let you go I commanded to let you go let her go let her go let her go let her go in the mention of his name every knee shall bow right now I command you let her go Let her mind go. I speak peace, peace, and peace more abundantly. Peace, peace, and peace more abundantly. Peace, peace, and peace more abundantly. Peace, peace peace Peace, be still in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. She shall worship and praise again in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I declare and I decree that there will be no separations of family in this place or any other place, anyone that is connected to you. I declare and I decree that there will be no separation of family in the mighty name of Jesus. No separation from the children, from the, from the parents in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I declare and I decree that the Lord shall be your bond in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Lord it is written, I wish that you prosper as your soul prospers in the mighty name of Jesus. You will prosper in all your ways according to the word of the Lord. You will prosper in your family, you will prosper in your body, you will prosper in your mind. You will prosper. You will prosper in your job. You will prosper in your health. You will prosper. You will prosper in your relationships. You will prosper. You will prosper. You will prosper. You will prosper as your souls prosper, as you so prosper. As you soul prosper, you will prosper. You will prosper. You will prosper you will prosper thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord in jesus name amen